That's how it is long. Hi. Hi. It Hi. is long in hindsight. Don't do that. Hi. What? What? Hi. Hi. Who are you right now? <sighs> Hello. <clears throat> anyway. Let me let me get my voice right. That intro felt long today. It was. It's always long. Welcome. It's not always, it's welcome. Not always long. Welcome. Welcome, brethren, sistren. Okay. This is this is what we on today. You just full fledged goofballing. Right to now. the mind of Monty podcast, brethren and sistering. I don't what? know. I don't know. Is there such thing as a sistering? <laughs> I never heard of there's, a sister. There's a cistern, which is a medical thing. It's like a it's, it's a pocket of fluid. But, oh my god! Um, look at you. Not sistering. Anyway, we're we're the mind of Monty podcast. This brethren, is, we we are your hosts. I, I apologize. Sistering. No, no, never heard. Sistering. That's what I'm saying. I know that don't exist. That's why I didn't even try. I was trying to make up another word. Daughtering. That it could have been. I don't know. I got nothing for you. Sunnering. So, once again, women were just left out. Yeah, we weren't weren't supposed to key, key, key and and hold fellowship or whatever. Anyway. We got ladies and gentlemen, and that's it. That's, that's, and ladies, they just reuse a word. Like... (laughs) Lady was a, a noble person. Right, now lady, just, lady, whatever. Lady. Anyway, that's Monty G. I am Mo. Am I Monty G? I don't know. Are anymore. you today? I don't know anymore. We're we're the mind of Monty podcast. We're gonna stop playing at some point. I doubt we it. We gotta get into it, man. It was a coke fest on a. Oh my god! <laughs> Before we do that, we're gonna talk about revel- revelation. Jesus, my fault. Revelation, Reve- revelation. Man. We're going to talk about AEW Revolution. <laughs> whoa, whoa, we're going to have the viewers. Go over the match card, do a brief prediction, you're talk sh- about the product, you're obviously. My, you're my audience, I want to talk about the Bible. We're going to, we've got. And why that book of all of them? I was thinking about that Kirk Franklin song, The Book of Revelations. I know we ain't trying to talk about t- Kirk Franklin. Because on TikTok, you know, they, they got it because of the beat. It's like, damn, damn. If you're still listening, thank you. <laughs> We have a New Japan Cup update, and then we have some wrestling rumors and some trivia. You know Revelation. how it goes. So let's 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 start off. You want to start off by talking about Coke Nose Tony? Uh, well, you know, briefly, because I don't have much to say about it other than I think I, I saw somebody else say I probably even won't be the first, or maybe I'm the first, maybe I'm the last person you're gonna hear say. It. I'm gonna say it again after this. I don't care what anybody say <laughs> based on how he sounded. Oh my goodness, his eyes. <laughs> Oh, his eyes were wide open. Tony Khan, this on the most recent Dynamite, opened the show with an announcement. A big, big announcement, by the way. I gotta give it a pop. You know, they bought Ring of Honor. That's a, you know, that's a big, that's big shit. I, I, I didn't want to say it at first, but yeah, that's dope. I like that. I don't have no problem with that. But this is how you know. Like this is like is this what billionaires do when a major purchase. <laughs> well, they make a, they strike a major business deal, and maybe it's because I watched a, a clip of Scarface. Dropping his head in a mountain of coke before he and, walked, went and, to his death. And then you got the Wolf of Wall Street. Thing. Yeah, you got exactly. He, he, he went in a, a lot of coke, coke bender. A lot of coke in that one. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So maybe you know, maybe that's where my mind is. You know, because that you know, but like Tony, I don't care. He fit the description. You know what I mean? Yeah, his eyes were like he, he might as well have been itching and uh, <laughs> his nose might as well have been red. Like might as well. I don't think it was because I didn't really look at his nose like that. But his eyes, man, it was bulging. That voice, he was struggling. He was very, very hype too. He it's not like he had lost his voice. He probably partied all night after he bought it or something. That's what happened. 
on like a, uh, you know how, he, like you said, a bender. <laughs> yeah. As soon as he, from the moment he signed the deal, <laughs> please stop. He called his homie up. Stop it. You know, Let hey, all I'm saying is TK was excited about that news, <laughs> and uh, it was big news. I, you know, I understand the energy, but man, did he sound like he was. You know, he was he was feeling it. He he was feeling it. You you showed me a clip of Bruno Mars with uh, Anderson Pack, Usher, Jermaine Usher Dupree. and Jermaine Dupree in Vegas from uh, from that that was posted on TikTok, right? Yeah. You showed me that, and you I were did. saying that Bruno was you know was kind of you know he I'm was, not saying he, he did anything, flushed. but I'm he just saying he looked. Flushed. That's what that's what you told me. So what I'm trying to say is I think Tony trumped it because Bruno Bruno had shades on though, so maybe Bruno eyes. <laughs> Like that under the shade. I can't even imagine. Maybe, maybe they were on the down. But, yeah, they, yeah maybe did, they, exactly. They took, Who knows? They took a couple shots. He was flushed from the alcohol. TK got a beat. That's all I'm saying. I'm bringing it up. Like, Bruno played his off good smoothly. You know, he seemed cool. If he was on something, you know, he played it off the right way. He seemed like he was used to it if he was on something. You know what I mean? He was fine. You know. TK did a mountain. <laughs> his energy was everywhere, man. Anyway, on to the show. Let's get to the actual card because I spent five minutes – I, well, it was five minutes. The first five minutes was the intro. First part of the five minutes was the intro. And then I just spent the last three minutes talking about TK's Coke Bender. But, hey, I, I had to talk about this. Allegedly. Man, what is – oh, just, I don't is, think I is, need to say it's alleged. Do I have jokes. to say that? Do I have to – yeah, come it's, on. It's just jokes. Obviously, I'm, I don't know anything. Like, no one knows. But look back. Hey, listen to what I just said. <laughs> Go look at that opening again and tell me I'm tripping. Anyway – Go the, ahead. the first, the first match that we have slated is, is the the face of the Revolution ladder match: Wardlow versus Keith Lee versus Powerhouse Will Hobbs versus versus Ricky Starks versus Orange Cassidy versus to be determined on. Okay, so we Rampage. still don't. No, I need to go look up the card. Like, who fighting I'm, for it tonight? Do you know? Oh, you know? for Rampage, let me Google it. Yeah, <sighs> look that up while I. Think of, like I, while I talk about this a little bit, I think Keith Lee probably is my pick so far. Depending on like, it depends on who left, I guess. Would that would that change my mind? But I doubt it. I think uh, you know a great way to introduce him and put him in an important spot. It's not like he's going to chase the TNT title. So if it's Sammy or if it's uh, Darby or if it's uh, even Andrade, because I know they're doing that title match on Rampage. So uh, you know. Sorry. What happened? Why are you laughing? <laughs> so apparently, who is it? Is Christian it just... Christian Cage and Ethan Page. Why are you laughing at that? Because Scorpio Scott won last year. He ain't even get a qualifier. They that's fair. Hold Ethan, on now. Ethan, oh, that's fair. Ethan. Okay, that's what it is. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. I don't know how Scorpio don't get even like, a qualifying match. But, bruh, uh, you but know, Ethan can? Ethan probably will beat Christian. I'm thinking. Hold on. Let's see. Who's all in there? How many heels? We got Ricky. We got Will. When we uh that I know they heels. Warlow, well Warlow's War, a baby face. Yeah, Warlow's definitely turning soon. He's gonna so, get a pop. So like, Ethan just has like to Keith. win because he's the other heel. So yeah, you get another heel in there. You know, I can probably see uh Ethan Warlow's, winning this Warlow's match. A tweener. Even yeah, Warlow's definition of a tweener right now. But we all, like I said, I'll talk about. I don't have. I can go ahead and mention that now. Like Warlow is, like I mentioned earlier, pretty much an indentured servant at this point, and it's. It's been like he's paid, but like you know, he hate his job. Like and he hit with a chair. At this point, I also wonder though, when in the hell is Tony Gunn gonna offer him a job? <laughs> Tony Gunn, here we go again. Too high to even see that that gym that he puts on TV every week. 
The crowd loves him. And you mean tell me he still only works for MJF? Yes. <laughs> what are you doing, Tony? He's right there. Hey, you got to cut Sound You got to cut cards. Eventually it's going to happen, but I'm just saying. And I agree. Cars. I agree. It's a steal right now. He out here buying he, This is a steal. By the way, this is illegal. We should, hey, Warlow, you might want to. It's, it's not illegal. It's called a sub Ah, never mind. Yeah, you're right. It's not illegal. Sub-lease. He, because he, he, he pay MJF who pays. Yeah. Pays Warlow. So it is legal. You, hey, I loophole. Oh. Anyway, uh, who you got? Who I'm you going got? with Keith Lee, man. I think it was a great way to bring him in, even with Ethan Page added to the fold. Uh, I think why not? You know, uh, let Keith Lee win it. He'll get he'll get a TNT title shot. I think it's, that's what he seemed like he wanted after he would win this. So why not him versus Sammy? It'll be fun. Him versus Darby? It'll be fun if Darby was to win tonight, and him versus Andrade. I mean, I come on. I think I know we. I think we know we can enjoy all of those scenarios, and I think. What? Why not let Keith Lee, uh, you know, win this match? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say I want. Even though Wardlow makes the only second best sense, so I will say that even though I didn't want to. Well, what am I, chopped liver? My fault. But well, go ahead. That was you about to say. I was. Go, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to spoil it. But go ahead. That's I a perfect. I'm gonna change it. No, 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 no. I Don't will. change it. I'm telling you right now because MJF on the most recent show was just literally like. Uh, if you win it, I'll let you keep the TNT title. But uh, ba- and then he kind of like played Warlow, like, but you know it ain't like you're gonna win it anyway. And then he slapped Warlow in the face. So Warlow has a story there. If you see what I'm trying to say, if they wanna nice. give it to him, so that's a safe pick. That's why I was saying don't, don't, no, nah, don't change that. That's a really good pick. Those are the two best picks. I was just thinking Keith Lee because I was like, what, you know, a great way to just go ahead and I, give him that momentum. But Warlow makes sense. Please. I don't want to keep the win because, you know, history repeated itself. He's just going to drop off the face of the earth and start following Absolute around a group right. of people. Well, also, another thing, I think Keith Lee is a candidate for, like, to come close but get foiled by Ricky because it seemed like him and Ricky oh, they got, some got, stuff. got some heat He finna, he, he finna go so for that FT dub. If that's the case, then that's another thing I can see. I can see Warlow winning because Ricky ended up being a, uh, a thorn in – Keith side or wheel end up being a uh, uh, powerhouse hop end up being a, a thorn in Keith Lee's side. But anyway, next match, I, sp- I didn't know I was going to spend that much time on these matches. It's supposed to be breezing. On, oh, this this is the most anticipated match of the night. All right. Is it? Andrade, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy <laughs> versus Sting, Darby Allen, and Sammy Guevara. It's going to be good. I promise. I, I, I think it'll be still a, a fun match. But yeah, anticipated by comparison to everything on this show, no way. Uh, but. Yeah, uh, I I heard your sarcasm there. I heard it. Uh, but I, I think I, we all know who's going to win it. I mean, TNT champion, Darby, and, you know, with Darby and Sting, I think they're Isaiah going to take the pretty pin. pretty simple. Isaiah's definitely right there to take that pin. Uh, Matt Hart is probably going to get mad and attack him after the match or something yep. like that. I mean, I don't know. Something like that is what I predict. But you know how I feel. Y'all, you guys should know by, at this point how I feel about the Andrade, Hardy family, Alphys, you know. Uh, man, I can't wait. If March 9th. Means we get him just away from that family, and that means he'll be with Jeff <laughs> now. Thank goodness. But uh, if not, I don't really care either. But I'm just saying, I'm tired of this family office we, stuff. We. Uh, private party deserves better. I we'll get to that at a whole nother date. But yeah, the baby faces prevail. Yes. Um. Then we've got Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston. Yeah, this has been a uh, fun little bill here. Even though they kind of threw me off here with the, at the end. Chris, with Chris the, with the whole up. Santana Ortiz oh, deal, fishball. Give, give him a pop because he lost weight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess. A yeah. brief pop. That's too long. Yeah, good job. 
not only that, uh, I, I love that he's a perfect example, like I said, of why you should get in shape for yourself, people. Because when he was overweight and looking pudgy, it was everybody had a lot of stuff to say. I only seen like one appreciation post online for Jericho losing weight and slimming down in the way he's transformed his body in like however many months it's been. So, uh, yeah, good good on him. Like I said, most likely, like I told you, it was the pandemic. He was stationary. He was drinking a lot on YouTube all the time, like weekly for his little pods or whatever little shows he was doing on YouTube. So, yeah, who knows what he was doing. So, uh, either way it goes, uh, yeah, good on him for that. But, yeah, I'm going with Eddie Kingston here. I think it'll be, of I mean, course. Why not? You know, uh, I think it'll be a great move for Jericho to put him over here, you know, allow Eddie Kingston to continue to build his profile. Even more, he's one of the most popular in the company. I don't think you end his momentum with giving Jericho a win that we know he don't even need. He's Chris Jericho, and, so he don't need that. And Chris, Chris Jericho right. don't usually win these matches. He lost the Mimosa Mayhem match. Yeah, I think that's his role now. He did the initial title shot, and you know, in t- I mean, title run, and was a dominant, fa- you know, uh, factor in AEW. Right, he established it. You know. Set the tone for what was to come. And, you know, now I think he's in the mode of telling stories that put over some of the talent, you know, on a different level. And I think this will be a good opportunity to get Eddie Kingston even more over. I concur. Um, Brian Danielson versus John Moxley. Yeah, this is obviously my, like, what you said about Sting, Darby, and Sammy, and, uh, you know, Isaiah and Hardy, I think, and uh, with Andrade included, I think. That anticipation. <laughs> See how I almost forgot about Andrade? See, that's what seemed like they'd be doing, you know, the booking sometimes. Anyway, I'm not gonna I should have, I should have, but I, I I wanted to give everybody the individual name drops, I guess. Uh yeah. Danielson and Moxley is what I'm paying my money for. You know, um it's, oh. it's one of those matches that, you know, uh I I'm really they've done a really good job building to it. You know, of course it's, it's two guys that you know, you can be familiar with, but uh, in this stage in their career, what they're doing now as characters, I'm way more interested in what this would be like, you know, and I'll possibly, what what's coming from this? Will they, you know, brawl and then end up being a dominant force together? Will they brawl and end up being blood, you know, feud enemies? I love that concept. I love that that, that element that's in this story. So, yeah, man, Danielson and Mox is going to be fun. I'm going with Moxley, though. He's never beaten Danielson in his career. I just think uh, on this stage and this version of Moxley, and, uh, you know, Moxley hasn't lost much in AEW, but it's, and Danielson has only lost. I mean, he's, lose, he's losing. He's only draw. He's only drawn, right? Yeah, so he hasn't even lost, right? Mm-hmm. Still, so, yeah, that's a great oh, wait, point. No, he lost to Hangman. Yeah, he, yeah, he I'm going to say he actually officially, that's what I'm saying. I knew I was right. So the only loss he's ever had Not was, this year. This year's was a zero. Hangman. So, like, that, was, that wasn't this year? No, I thought no, that was like the that first was, in January. Year. It doesn't matter. Either way it go, the point is he did, he did lose that match, and uh, you know he like I said practically undefeated. Besides that, and you know with the draw with Omega, so uh, why and, not? In the draw with Hangman, so it was two draws and a loss. Yeah, and, uh, and so like I said, why not uh, let Danielson lose lose here? You know, you know, and uh, let's see exactly if they're gonna go with the faction or you know something a team thing after it, or will we continue this and this would be uh, a more prominent, you know, even more personal feud going forward. I don't know. Even though AEW does a really good job of not really wanting to try, not really overstaying they welcome when it comes to feud. Like, probably like one more match at the most. Yeah, it, I'm talking about on the, I'm talking about main stories. I'm not talking oh, about okay. this Hardy family office. <laughs> okay. God damn, you want me to bury them every week? 
Here we I, go. I, I'm, I'm going to move on. I'm not talking about Matt and Orange Cassidy. Next, next we've got the match that I'm, 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 I'm not going to lie to you. I don't want to watch it. Um, Maxwell Jacob Friedman versus really? CM Punk in a Man, dog collar match. You're, oh, you just saying it because of the uh, stipulation. Yes. Yeah, the story that has been amazing. I have no problem with this. I they love how cage. evil they, they can't afford a cage. Uh, MJF. They, CM Punk said he wanted to do something different. He didn't want to do a cage. He literally pointed that out in his promo that uh, you know, a cage match doesn't doesn't give MJF the punishment he deserves. And but uh, enough. Uh, what uh, type of BDSM? As, do you not know? Do you not? You don't remember what Brody and Cody did. I remember it, and I didn't like it. Well, anyway, the point is, those are pretty brutal matches. Usually, you're beating people down with a chain and all that stuff. I get what you're saying, but at the same time, for the story they're trying to tell, for the intensity that you just want to kick this dude's ass because he's an a hole, makes sense. And uh, sure. uh, like I said, really, why are you? Why are you burying it right now while I'm trying I'm not, to big it I'm up? Not, I'm not. I'm yes, not. you are. You say it's sure. Go ahead. I was agreeing. Okay, so nobody heard that sarcasm of me. I'm the only. I'm the only. You know exactly what that shit was. <laughs> that was anyway, sense. like I was saying, the match, the story so far that they've been telling to to get us to this point has been really, really good. Uh, I like what MJF did with the story that he told opening up, kind of playing people, and then not really playing people, because I think everybody in the back of the head always knew MJF was going to turn on Punk again right out, even with the hug and the apology or whatever else they tried to do. Uh, so it was cool, though. I have no problem with it. But, uh, yeah, uh, I think CM Punk loses. I think I think CM Punk uh, wins here. I mean, I'm about to say loses again. No, I think he has to win. He's lost to MJF twice uh, now. And MJF uh, kind of has a streak here. I wouldn't mind if MJF keeps it going because it'll be kind of different from what happened with Cody because I think a similar thing happened with, uh, I mean, Jericho, not Cody. No, Cody too, I think, kind of. Mm-hmm. I think MJF won and then he he lost and then you you know that then they cut ties and left it alone. You know, and the same thing happened with, uh you know, like I just said with Jericho. You know, he, he won early and then Jericho got his victory back and then, they, then the story was over. So I don't know if they're going to do the same thing here and Punk wins and then the story is over. But uh, I, I think that that's probably more more likely than MJF beating him three times, uh, even though it would be a, a nice little rub for MJF towards a title shot against Hangman. So, you know, uh, this can go either way, but I'm going with Punk. All right. Uh, Jurassic Express versus Red Dragon versus the Young Bucks. This is going to be a great match. Uh, even if it is like uh, I think we mentioned as they did both battle royals and you kind of got got a chance to see uh, a lot of solid other teams are there that could have gotten uh, a, a, one of these spots. You know, it didn't have yeah. to be the elite and then Jurassic Express. It's pretty much it. That's pretty much what the uh, – that's that. I mean, that is the match, the elite pretty much as of right now until they – of course the cracks are going to show. We know the Bucks and Red Dragon don't like each other. We know it's going to, you know – Something is probably going to happen in this match, uh, and that's my that's my only hope. I give Jurassic Express for my pick to come true for Jurassic Express to retain. Part of me is saying they got a triple threat, so Jurassic Express can lose. But I'm just like, ah, I think actually that can play help them in this situation. If it was one on one Red Dragon, maybe they lose. One on one with the Bucks, maybe they lose. But in this situation, I can see Red Dragon and them having it won, getting into a you know an argument with the Bucks, a spat, and then Jurassic Express taking advantage. I think that's just the best way to book it, especially with Jurassic Express 
being newer tag champions. I don't know why would you, you know, go away from that so soon, but, you know, that's just me. All right, we got Jay Cargill versus Ty Conti for the TBS title. Jay is just such a bad bitch, bro. Like, she's the queen. She's a queen. Like, she just walked on the camp. Like, they had a promo for Ty on the Go Home show, and Ty was, uh, didn't even get, they, they yeah, they brought up a martial arts. <laughs> and, like, Jay comes in and it was like, like, I don't really care about none of that martial arts shit. Like, she just said it straight to her face. Like, none of that shit gonna work on me. And, it's just like, oh, she was just talking mad spicy. But, like, I just love the energy. Like, yeah, the confidence, the champion. Like, she's a champion. And she, it just looked, the belt looks good on everything. The hair, all that, the look. It's just, I don't know. You can't stop Jay. I don't I don't think Ty is going to be the one, you know. Uh, even if, no matter how much on Twitter they try to build heat to this, I don't see Ty being the one to yeah. take her down. I think Jay got uh, a little longer road to go before someone finally uh, wins, and it needs to be a newer, uh, a newer uh, phase. I mean, I know Ty is a star that you can build around in the future, but like you know what I mean, someone who real, like, you know, I think someone who can really benefit from this Some, spot. Yeah. That uh, and uh, you know, not that Ty can't. It's just I don't know if this is the timing for it right now with, with Ty. Maybe, maybe it is, but I just don't see it. Like twenty nine and zero. I think uh, we go to thirty, right? I think I think she's at thirty now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're so, yeah. We're, we're going to thirty. We pushing for fifty. We Jay Cargill all the way green like money. That big show, all of it, all of it. Now, next up, we got Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa for the AEW Women's World Championship. Yeah, and I I I, I told you I wanted to until I realized what was wrong. Like I don't really watch Rampage, especially on time. So. Uh, I was I had watched a couple of dynamites in a row off you know from DVR of course, and I was like, man, this build, like like Britt comes off is like so like such a just just afraid like she don't even want like only time she she's paying Mercedes off to to do her dirty work she whenever she had, does have an encounter that straight up with Thunder Rosa she needs to jump her and then I get it cowardly heel I'm not complaining about heel work it's just. Again, I felt like a few with these two women when I think, because I thought, I think they think this. So I'm thinking that's like, maybe they don't think this, but I'm thinking they think Britt and Thunder Rosa are two of them or the two most popular women in their company for them. And it just leaks from the outside looking in. And I don't know if that's the case, but I'm just saying, based on booking, based on their standing, you would think that they I think that. that they're the two most popular. So when you think about it that way, it's like, why is this feud? not personal or, like, hateful enough, in my opinion. And then they did a really good job, I think, in the contract signing and then a couple other segments I saw on Rampage that I thought did a decent job of at least building up more heat and getting this story right. And either way it go, I do, I do love what the TBS championship has done now for these uh, pay-per-views because now we at least guaranteed two, uh, you know, women's storylines going into some of these shows that can yes. lead to title matches. So that's cool. Also, Layla Hirsch and Statlander, they got, like, a, a non-title feud going on. So, I, I really was cool to see that three feuds, you know, from women. They might not be on the card or anything, but three different, you know, feuds getting mentioned on television at one time, I think it's just a really, really uh, nice look. So, I do got to give them props because I always give them hell for not <laughs> doing enough there. But, uh, yeah, uh, I'm really shocked. Like, so, old school booking, Thunder Rosa, you know, pin brick. On the go home show, so I'm just like, ah man. And then I'm also hearing that Thunder Rose may be injured. Mm. 
everything is telling me not to pick Thunder Rosa, but everything in my being just wants Thunder Rosa to win this belt right now because I could, I need something a little bit new when it comes to this women. Like, where do you go from here with Rick if she does, you know? Who's next? Like, who's next up? What, you gonna you gonna plant seeds for Jamie Hayter to turn on? Like, what, what's gonna happen? Like, or for Britt to turn on Jamie? Like, what are we gonna do? Like, who's who's even next That's when it fair. comes to that to the AEW women's title if Thunder Rosa is not the one to uh, win this, this belt here? So, I'm going with Thunder Rosa just based off that, but, you know, everything is saying that Britt could retain here, and I wouldn't be surprised. But, yeah, Thunder Rosa, my people. I agree. All right, last up, we got the Battle of the Adams. How does JR say it? Hangman. Hangman Adam Page. Hangman, yeah. Versus Adam the Gamer Cole, who for the AEW World Adam the Gamer. Championship. Yeah, AEW World title, big big time match. Uh, like I said, another another uh, really decent story, even though he's been kind of – it's kind of funny how some of his some of his actions have a little bit in common with what uh, Breed has been doing, but – Anyway, uh, Adam Cole is uh, one of the best in the world, you know. Uh, and uh, I, I'm expecting a really, really competitive contest. And, uh, you know, so I, I already know this is going to do a really good job as far as, like, the work in the ring. Uh, I just don't see – I think Adam Cole – I also find that Adam Cole is undefeated. So that kind of just sealed it for me. It's like Hangman need this, needs another win in his title reign, in my opinion. I don't think you – I don't think he's done anything to that make you go away from Hangman now. So if that's the case, you know, I, I I think you should, you know, retain the belt. Even though Adam Cole, I think nothing, he loses nothing for losing this match. He's, he's going to lose his first match, you know, other than, of course, the unsanctioned stuff with Orange Cassidy. And then, you know, his stuff with Hangman is not over. You know, he could do other things down the line. It may not be immediately a rematch, but he can always come back to a title shot. So uh, I think it'll be competitive. Maybe it'll have something to do with the Bucks and Red Dragons turmoil, and it leaks into Adam's match somehow, and Adam Hangman Page wins. I don't know. I'm just, you know, throw armchair book in there. But, yeah, I think a Revolution uh, can be a strong show, and uh, I can't wait to watch it, man. It's going to be – it's like it's really, really – I think looking at the card, the reason why I spent so much time talking about it is that if you just go to every match, it's something there uh, – that I think could possibly steal the show in a way, in one way or another. It seemed like it'd be another one of those really, really fun uh, AEW pay per views. So I can't wait to get to it. All right, I agree. Um, I'm gonna skip this one bullet and, and move it in the next. We're gonna talk about the New Japan Cup. Um, it just kicked off on March second, yeah. and things are uh, interesting. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, it was just a solid first night, you know, uh, you know, to kind of set the set the tone for what you'll see. And what I really like is that this was going to be a good example of what you can expect from the from a huge tournament like this. You know, uh, the entire roster is going to be represented. You know, you know, of course, not included the people who can't travel from like New Japan Strong, but you have you know Young Lions, you have Super Juniors, you have Legends, you have the best of the best right now. So you know, I and then the tournament is only going to get better. The you know the longer it goes, so like the first night in my opinion did a really good job of just like setting the foundation for what uh, this night was going to build on. I mean the last four matches, man, I really really enjoyed. Yano and Taichi was very competitive, funny to watch as always. Yano off trying to find a way to win, even though Taichi, uh, you know, did a really good job of playing the foil 
in that contest. But it was it was fun. You know, I, I thought I thought that was fun. I like Yo's competitiveness. Like again, you get to see what Super Juniors can do matched up against heavyweights, and we know how much Tanahashi and Yo like you know they have mutual respect for each other. So to see Yo be competitive with Tanahashi was really really cool. That was nice. Uh, Naito and Yujiro, man, well they always have really good matches. Even if you don't think much of Yujiro, and you probably already know. He may not win his matches, uh, but uh, him and Naito, when they're fighting, is always fun, and uh, they have a history, and it always shows in their matches. And with Evil's interruption and what Naito did, the the dick kicks, dick kicking Yujiro to win, then, you know, getting Evil back with a dick kick after it. Uh, it was just perfect, perfect. You know, Naito rarely ever missed for me anyway, so anything Naito does is always going to be something to highlight. And... Of course, the main event, Kazuchika Okada, like I said, the best of the best in the ring with the Super Junior Champion, you know, kind of doing their anniversary match thing. And these matches are always great, but, man, did Despy take it to Okada. Like, he had Okada's chest whelped up. Like, he was beating the hell out of Okada. Like, Okada was talking a lot of mess about Super Juniors. He always kind of, not that he looks down on them, but, of course, he thinks that he's, since he's the man over the heavyweights, that that's the top. So it doesn't matter. You can be a Super Junior champion and think you're the best of Super Juniors, but you know nowhere near me. And every time these anniversary matches has happened, the, the Super Junior tries their hardest to show Okada that they can hang. And it means even more when it's someone like Desperado who's always trying to prove himself. So uh, this was just fun, man. I, I, I liked it. It was a great start. And it's only going to keep going on as we continue on with this tournament. So. Uh, yeah, that's that's the first update, but and next week I'll continue. We'll continue to run through it, but that was a good first night, I think, to set the tone for what's coming in New Japan. I agree, Kevin Kelly. Um, because I I was listening to something else, but Kevin Kelly with the shouts and the enthusiasm, it it was a great show, um, uh, from my perspective. We have some rumors in wrestling. Apparently, WWE does not have anything planned for Oscar. Yeah, which is which is crazy. It's not so. I'm thinking this, you know, clear. You know, she's not cleared, or you know, whatever the situation is. And I'm just like, how is that even possible? That's really all I have to say about it. I don't even really have anything to elaborate because I don't even understand the thought process behind it. Maybe I need to go find more details on it. But it's just like it don't even make sense. I don't know how you cannot have how 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 you don't have anything for her. You know, maybe I can see that you have you're just you're busy and you have a lot going on in the division for, like, you're trying to just make plans, like, for example, with the Sasha and Naomi stuff, with them fighting Queen Zelina and Carmella, possibly at WrestleMania for the tag titles, stuff like that, you know what I mean? Like, you, 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 you're you doing that, you're trying to book Ronda and Charlotte, you're trying to book Becky and this, and then you just feel like it's no point, like, because I'm, I'm going to mention it later, and matter of fact, I might as well go ahead and mention it now, and, uh, you know, Alexa Bliss is also in a similar situation where it seems like they're going to push whatever plans they have for her past WrestleMania. So it's just like, you know, it's like you wonder why, you know, why can't you do anything with, like, especially when they rushed Alexa back. They rushed her back just for her to come out and be doing the Lily gimmick. Yeah. You know, so it just, uh, it don't make sense. I don't understand what what's, what's going on here, but, uh, you know, I just, I don't understand. Uh, how do you not have anything for Oscar? I just, it's unfathomable. So I'm hoping it's not true. And, uh, you know, hoping that going forward that they find something that they, you know, I, I don't, again, I don't even know how you need to find something. Just throw her out there and let her wrestle. She just wrestle for nothing every week. If you see what I'm saying, you don't even need a story. Just send her out there to work somewhere. 
and you can, you know, I promise the show will always be better. You guys should know that she carried them through the first part of that pandemic. But anyway, there's no point in me getting on that. Uh, you know, so Cassidy Haynes of BodySlam.net was told. I want to get into this because we're talking about news still. This is a rumor, so I want to let everyone know that when I'm talking about stuff like this, I'm talking a lot of this stuff is rumors. Like, uh, so when stuff is later confirmed and all that down the line, you know, maybe we'll get to it. But, uh, you know, so they, we, they were told that talks with Cody Rhodes had fizzled out. You know, uh, you know, one source said there's hope that Cody can return to AEW, possibly in the new role related to Tony Khan's purchase of Ring of Honor. So, uh, you know, that's I think that last part is like kind of like wishful, you know. But then again, like I said, who knows what's true because WWE is reportedly working on plans for Cody. So conflicting reports <laughs> obviously are coming out when it comes to uh, in regards to Cody. So. We don't know what's going on there, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, Cody, like I told you guys last week, he has the wrestling world in the palm of his hands With when it comes to that news. Uh, everyone's going to be watching what he does. But, uh, yeah, I just thought that was kind of uh, funny how no one actually knows what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, one side says, you know, it's fizzled out. Other side says creatives don't believe that. Vince don't believe that it's fizzled out. So, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> no one knows anything. So that just lets you know that, again, not only was that a rumor, but most of the time when you hear these talking heads talking about something news-related or rumor-related, they're just talking. <laughs> uh, anyway, right, PW Insider said WWE was interested in purchasing Ring of Honor when the promotion announced its hiatus last year. I think I remember them reporting that or someone reporting that even back then. The two sides had talks in December, but, you know, they left without a deal, obviously. That is what it is. That That happens. Uh, Dave Meltzer also said that Triple H tried to convince Vince McMahon to buy Ring of Honor in 2018, but uh, McMahon wanted to buy someone bigger. He, they tried to buy New Japan. They tried to buy Stardom. They wanted to buy Noah and Triple A, but uh, the prices never lined up. So they uh, they low. I'm not gonna say they lowball, but it sounds like New, any of those people even if they before they even considered it. It was a monumental amount of money <laughs> right. to to buy them. So it looked like he probably should have started smaller, <laughs> like Triple H said. If you think of, if you if you wanted to end up with something, probably should have started with uh, one of the smaller ones. But whatever, <laughs> I get it. You know, Vince has done shoot, this. Shoot, shoot, shoot for the moon, right? Yeah, and plus he has experience. He's done this before. He does. He, you know, he did it to evolve. He doesn't. You know, he's done it before. It happens. So. Uh, anyway, uh, Darby Allen, Darby Allen, Darby Allen. That's that's how his name is. If you spell, if you Allen. read how it's spelled, Allen. Darby Allen. Anyway, Allen. Uh, Darby Allen has been shooting content for Warner Media, a reality show called Darby's <laughs> Day Off. Basically, it sounds like Jackass, but with Darby Allen. Is so basically he involves he does death defying stunts. Uh, you know. They have no additional Warner Media reality shows for other wrestlers, so they really someone really took a liking to Darby. So there you go. Darby has his own version of Jackass. Mm. I'm calling it that. That may not be exactly what it is. I could be misrepresenting what it is, but <laughs> that's what it sounds like. They say what he's gonna be doing death defying stunts. Yeah, sounds like Jackass. Jackass. <laughs> Jackass. At least Jack, but Jackass trying to be funny. But I guess you have to be like twelve or well, I was younger than that when I thought they were funny. Uh, anyway. 
Ringside News was told that Elias is in creative purgatory, like many, by the way. Uh, there so are no Ricochet. ideas, like literally no ideas. No, actually, Ricochet, uh, I'm glad you mentioned it. Ricochet was featured prominently on a recent SmackDown because it is now rumored that he is now supposed to be the second singles babyface on the show behind Drew McIntyre. So there's the, they're going to lean more towards pushing pushing Ricochet now uh, on SmackDown. Okay. Um, that's, I'm that's also that's a rumor, but that's what PW Insider say. Uh, let's see, let's see. Uh, yeah, okay. And then, as hinted on TV, Wrestle Observer reports, uh, WrestleMania does have a Queen Zelina and Carmella, you know, versus Naomi and Sasha Banks, you know, set list. People are saying it's official. We don't, that's rumors, but at this point, Naomi and Sasha Banks will be fighting for the tag team titles at WrestleMania. Okay. I have no problem with that because I, you know, little team bad. You know, I love it. If you know, care. you know. I don't care about that. Yeah, I, I love Making it. Making a re- reunion. This was funny, but uh, Sean Ross Sapp from Fightful, of course, asked uh, EC3. Uh, well, he kind of asked him about it, uh, but it was a viral Reddit post that claimed Control Your Narrative to promotion was being funded by far-right political figures. EC3 oh, laughed it off. Anyway, uh, I don't. I have nothing to say to that. I just just wanted, to, yeah, tell you the rumors. These are all rumors. Who knows? Who uh, well, that part right there can't be a rumor because y'all say he was asked by Sean Ross. Glenn, Glenn so that, Jacobs. That like new. Huh? Glenn Jacobs funding control your narrative. <laughs> There's a Tennessee connection. Oh my goodness. Uh, maybe. Also, that I guess it, does he count? Yeah. So he's not. He's not wrestling legend. Glenn Jacobs. He's far right political figure now. Uh, anyway. Uh, PBV uh, <laughs> figures from Wrestling Observer. Okay, yeah, Wrestling Observer, of course, melting them. I don't know because they're the only one who care to look this deep into this. But all out did more than two hundred thousand buys for AEW last year, forty one percent better than their previous record overall. That show generated more than ten million dollars in revenue. That sounds like something that it, oh Meltzer cares about. I was gonna say who I, cares? I don't care, but I ex- I mean, duh. They're popular. I mean, BTS you know, generated you know, 170 um, I didn't need million dollars in 2019 show you, from tearing alone. I didn't need you to show your standship, okay? <laughs> we'll get to that later. That, we don't care about that right now. I'm, I'm just, just pointing. Saying. No, no. I'm saying no one cares other than Meltzer about that because everyone assumed that they made a lot of money from it. They literally say it's the greatest pay-per-view in their history. I would like to think they made a lot of money from it. Anyway. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, that's besides the point. Brian Alvarez said people, I, I don't believe nothing Brian Alvarez said, <laughs> first of all. Let me say that right now. But he said people in Delta were under the impression, they were under the impression that Tony Khan's big announcement was uh, a streaming deal with HBO Max, not uh, the purchase of Ring of Honor. So who cares? I don't, I don't, how do we know that's even true? But whatever. That's what Alvarez says. Like I told you earlier, Alexa Bliss, next storyline, won't be until WrestleMania 38. And also, Bailey will return to television. After WrestleMania, but they, but again, uh, they reiterating that Oscar has no plans. Right, like she can't even get a brand to go so, on. Uh, yeah, that that sucks. That, At least give sucks. her a brand. I'm glad. I'm glad Bailey's coming back. Uh, you know, good for Bliss. I don't see how. I mean, there you go, right there. You say you got something after Mania for Bliss. Why don't you wrap her up with Oscar? I don't. I mean, just uh, something. I mean, can't tell me you have nothing when you have. Anyway, leave, I'm leaving it alone. I don't care anymore. Uh. WWE recently laid off one of Triple H's top assistants, they say. Insider sources say it's been taken as a sign. He's not anywhere close to being ready to return to his post 
as executive vice president of global talent, strategy, and development, and may never return to working full time. Wow, you talking big. Uh, that sounds horrible. I hope I really don't want that to be true, but it depends. If Triple H don't want to return, please don't return. I don't blame you. It sounds like a stressful job. <laughs> If you have a heart, you know, and yeah, of course, exactly. Seems like y'all already tried to kill you earlier with the with the way stuff is going. They tried to kill. So I'm jokingly saying that, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm leaving it alone. I don't know anything about that the assistant stuff. That's just another room. But I just want. I felt like I need to go ahead and do it. I need. I need to say it. that Pat McAfee. By the way, the Pat McAfee show interview that I still haven't watched, but I probably should just go get some cliff notes on and watch some highlights. I've heard some some funny stuff about it. Uh, it's supposed to be, it was a real interview, they say, not a kayfabe. So, and from what I saw, it sounded like Vince was just, you know, on a podcast. That's kind of cool. I liked it. Uh, and Bully Ray going to be on uh, on uh, Broken, Broken Skull Sessions. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that, but cool. Good for him, I guess. Uh, oh, yeah. Speaking of that Pat McAfee interview. Uh, they Vince McMahon mentioned that he would have a uh, he wants to have a not him wanting to have a match with Pat McAfee like they rumored, but that Pat McAfee probably will have a match at WrestleMania. Corey Graves volunteered to beat Pat McAfee's ass, so that may be a way to get Corey to, to you know show y'all that Corey Graves is back into the ring, and we may have an announcer feud. That does not sound like WrestleMania worthy stuff, but it is what it is at this point. You know, they, they're doing what they got to do. The they're doing what they got to do. I have no problem with it. I love Pat McAfee. I'm pretty sure that, you know, he, he can put on a show. But I don't I don't know how much I care about the two announcers, you know, getting to a, a match at WrestleMania. But it is what it is. That is the news. Those are the rumors. I'm done. That was cool. Uh, let's get into this. Uh, this trivia. Is it, uh, do I need to, you want me to ask you yours first? Yeah, let's do that. Let's go ahead and get yours Because then I'll change, I'll change some let's of these questions. Let's go ahead and get yours I'll make them harder if, if I don't so, like it. So if you guys, you know, made it to this part last week, you guys recognize that I am testing. She is a stan of the of BTS. She love bong, She love these bong time boys. She love them. I, it is what it is. I We talked about it. I've done, I've, I've done case studies. Not really. It's a lot of work, uh, actual case study. But, uh, you know, I've been trying to psychoanalyze what it is. But it don't matter. She always hold me on questions. So now it's time to see what she know. She love us with BTS. So I'm going to ask you, what do you know when it comes to this? So I don't even understand this culture. y'all. I'm asking this question because I'm okay. reading it. I don't understand what this is. I don't understand this because it is what it is. I don't know why. I don't I'll, get it, y'all. Just, just read but I'm going to ask the question and I'll let her explain whatever this is. Yeah. Which BTS ship is most popular? So before I before I, I can, list I can off just the choice, what is a BTS ship? Before you go okay. to it, what, what are BTS ships? BTS ships are little relationships duos, between right? the members of BTS. Yeah, and it might not be duos. It can be trios too. It's just like it's just like yeah, it can be trios gotcha. as well. Gotcha. So like it's seven of them. So it's basically Miss, like Miss ah, Miss my partner in crime or whatever, kind of like, like that. Who's your best? Like, who's the best of buddies? And I get it. I'm, I'm gonna keep it like best of buddies because some people are weird. A lot of people take it to another area that I don't. That's, that's why I was saying I'm gonna let her explain because I don't. You know, like I don't brothers. know. I don't know nothing about it. But anyway, uh, so is it G Cook? Which you know I'm assuming. Jimin and J K. Okay, there you go. Is it Tay Cook? That's 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 V and J K. There you go. V, okay, and Nam Jin, which. Kind of obvious. It's Jin and, and Nam June. Of course. Or RM, I'm or sorry. RM for all the people. And then Tu Siok. Siok? 
that's I don't know about that. That's that's uh V and and, and J Hope. All right, so there you go. Those are your options. Like who are, who's what ship is the most popular? I don't. You said two. Know. Is it S U? Yes, it's not U. It's two S E O K C O. Kind of like two. two. That's the way they. That's the way this thing's built. It could be wrong. Yes, that's what it got on it. Number two. I don't know okay. what it is. It's Tay Cook. I know. I know who it is. Okay. Yeah. I was about to say. I don't know why you asked me that about that when you already know who it is. All right, so V and JK. And v and JK. Hey, they, they're, they're popular. Do you want to oh, oh, elaborate on I'm why they're so popular? Because they're both gorgeous. And okay, they that, all are, right. I, didn't care. I shouldn't have Listen, listen. It, that's a reason. Because they, uh-huh. have, they have, like, the cutest relationship where they're always there for each other whenever one of them is feeling down. Um... They oh, if, have, I, if I had the bull jive full house, oh. They have they have roomed <laughs> together. They uh, spend a large amount of time together. Basically, they're they're like whenever there's a competition. Okay, you didn't you have to go get, in this detail. You, you want to get not. V and JK on opposite teams. All right, they cool together, there y'all. There we go. Go ahead. <laughs> they cool together. We just gonna leave it there. God damn. They take long walks on the beach too. <laughs> that's, that's they the they hold hands and telling. watch movies. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That sounds right in line with what you were talking about, uh, because uh, man, you had to go in major detail. All right, last question. I'm, I'm gonna make it quick because I don't even know what the hell this is or what's going on. Whose sister is Major Wu? Major Wu. That's uh, J Hope. All right, all right. So I threw you some softball and didn't even know it. So you know enough about it. That is J Hope's sister. Yeah. She has a clothing line. You know, she designs all her clothes herself too. I thought that was kind of cool. Shout out to her. You know, yeah, he went. Thing. He went to her wedding. I saw some pictures and, of it. And you know, J Hope is my favorite rhythm, so that's that's my guy. He be rapping. All right, well, that's my uh, dog. Anyway, I'll, uh, I'll, I I won't give you all five. I'll give you like. Let's hurry up and get this over with. Cause, all right, uh, I'll give you. I gave you. I'll I gave you, you softballs. I'll give you softballs. In, in hindsight, then what? These are these are hip hop. By the way, whoa, questions. <laughs> whoa, y'all, whoa. Huh? Go ahead. Whoa. Uh-huh. Go Don't worry about it. Okay, what artist? Who produced Genuine's hit single "Pony" in the '90s? Timberland. Released "Apologize" in his 2007 album "Shockwave." Timberland. Shock value. I'm sorry. Okay. You don't want to. You want to listen to the answer choices. Yeah, I answer. know who produced "Pony." Man, I don't need no help with that. All right. <laughs> the hell. Which of the following songs is not on Kanye West's album "Graduation"? "Good Life," "Stronger," "Take You there. there," and "Everything I Am." Okay, them last two. I don't know. What take you there? Uh, take you there? I'm probably gonna get this wrong. I ain't, I know. I know you're right about this. the first two is definitely on there because I had that part. Uh, I, if I if I heard the last two songs, maybe it'd help me. It's been too long though. I didn't listen to the entire graduation, but it's all the last two. So what's the last two again? Take you there and everything I am. I'm gonna go with uh, everything I am, or take you there. I don't know. It's the, I don't know. Final answer. What is it? I don't know. Take you there. Take you there is the correct answer. That, Give yourself a pop. I'm not giving myself nothing. I took this I quiz like too. Nah, I took this quiz too, that, and I got that question right. Good for you. Because I guessed. Yeah, I was about the same. Like, come on. <laughs> I don't care about. It. I didn't listen to that whole album. I came there for like five songs. Wow. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. I was a 50 Cent fan, man. I bought Curtis first. By the way, which was a bad idea. <laughs> I, like, by comparison. All right, one more. Albums. I'll give you. We compare the two albums. But, uh-uh. but you know, I, I'm like, I like, I actually like Curtis. It just, it got our soul. If you remember, you remember. Anyway, go ahead. In 1975. God damn, how old am I? <laughs> All right. DJ Grand Wizard accidentally created a new sound by trying to hold a spinning record in place. The sound became a major element of modern DJing. What is that sound called? Is it beat juggling, scratching, improv, or beat mixing? Scratching. Scratching, final answer? Yeah. That is correct. Yeah, I don't I, I don't think I need a pop. I give it a pop, but I don't need a pop for that one. That's, that was pretty simple. But, yeah, I appreciate the question. All right. <laughs> there we go. That's it? Well, I have two more questions, but I don't know if you wanted to do them. Go ahead. Your confidence is pretty high. All right. What Singalese-born artist collaborated with Wyclef John in the 2007 hit Sweetest Girl? Is it R. Kelly? Singalese? Singalese-born. Yes, that's a place in Africa. Akon, Webby, or Baby Bash? What kind of options are there? What kind of options are there, bro? Like only one of them people are you remotely from Africa? All of those people are from Africa. Akon. Okay, that is correct. <laughs> well, who made the answer choices, bro? I, I had to. I, it, it took me a second to figure out who the hell Baby Bash was. But I know was, he went there. That was Baby the guy Bash that, is Latin, that was, bro. No, he not. He's, he not Latin? No, that's the dude that I made Cyclone. Is he Latin? I thought he was Latin all these years. He I might be Latin. I'm going to have Latin. to look it up. Hold on. Then move up out there like I saw Cyclone. Yeah, Why I would he do that? I remember, I remember him. He, is I, he Latin? I thought he was Latin. All these years, I thought he was Latin. He ain't Latin. He, he from... I could be wrong. I don't he know. Might I didn't Latin. know him like that. He might be Latin. The only thing I know about him was Cyclone. Because he's from Vallejo, California. Yeah. I don't know. He could be. His could name be Ronald. Black. I don't know. His name Ronald Ray Bryant. Could you be black? Yeah, I'm saying could you be black know. or whatever. I don't know. I just telling you know. what I assume. I had nothing to go off of. I don't even think he spoke Spanish or nothing. I don't. Got, I don't have anything to go off of. I just. Yeah, his mama Mexican. Okay, there we go. All right. I don't know about his daddy okay. and them, but his mama Mexican. Move her by like a cyclone. And I made sure to point okay, that out. Let's move on. Anybody think <clears> we go, I did not think I was going to talk about Baby Bash that long. In That's 90- the only name that stuck out to you, Webby? Why Webby? <laughs> it was 2007. Webby had a, a hit. At Webby that time. ain't have nothing that made him sound African. I-N-D-E-P. African? Look, the name of the song was Sweetest Girl. It's some people out here that ain't never Web- heard that song. Webby ain't never made a song called Sweetest Girl. There's <laughs> a lot of people that don't know. Sweetest Girl? You understand because you grew up in the time. You were part of that culture, sir. Go ahead. All right. In, ni- in the 1970s. An East Bronx gang. What do we do? <laughs> East Bronx gang named Savage Seven started to organize this cultural events for the youth. The gang members formed a hip hop awareness group. The gang members. All yes. Right, a hip hop awareness group in 1973 called what? Okay, I'm gonna read the question because you were talking. In the 1970s. No, an East Bronx gang Bruh. named Savage Seven started to organize cultural events. None of that events helping me. That's why I kept talking. <laughs> Repeating it is not helping. A. A tribe called Quest. B. Naughty That's by too Nature. Old for both of them, I think. 
The 70s? Hell no. 1970. Not now. Not to try a quest. That's too early. C, Zulu Nation, or D, Public Enemy? Uh, come on, bro. It's only one group that, that's even old enough to even fit, I think. Zulu Nation, bro. Zulu Nation. That's correct. Zulu Nation. Come on, man. That's why I said just give me the answer choice. They're going to give it away anyway. <laughs> Trash. Anyway, I didn't uh, come up with the answer. I know you didn't. I know that's just a horrible answer choice. I'm sorry, y'all, if that trivia was like y'all were looking at us like, what's taking you so long to come up with this answer? It's trash. I, hey, only one of them stumped you. So I mean, maybe you're not uh, a, a Kanye West stand, huh? I never said I was. I got. I, I like songs off the graduation. I didn't hear. I haven't. And then even if it was, the album came out in 2007. Yeah. Some of the singles pop up when I'm on my shuffle sometimes, but I'm not going back to just study the graduation like that. Not right now, anyway. So it is what it is. I ain't got no problem with it. This was, this was cool, you know. Uh, at the end of the day, we got another show in the bag. Another, you know, like I told y'all, week after week, we getting them done. You know, so this has been another successful. Uh, I'm about to say attempt another successful podcast. Uh, yeah, I broke down everything. Got into some news. You know, which I'm going to try to start doing. I don't know if I'm going to try to do that much news all the time because I ain't going to lie. Now I, I, I think about some of them headlines, there's a lot of bull jive in there. I, prom, I promise you I'm going to look back on some of them news headlines and be like, we talked about that for nothing. Anyway, <laughs> hey, oh, content is oh, content, though. I'm, I'm just, lying. Content is content. Before, anyway, before we end, I next? just want to say that BTS understood the fundamentals of hip-hop being graffiti. Um, okay. On they, that note, they um, know more about it than apparently your co-host here. So on that on that note, I'm I, I just want to say one thing. Don't 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 let y'all don't let your your partners your partners your spouses out there don't let them fall for no K-pop band. Oh my god! I, I swear, when I tell y'all, it just it never ends. It's seven days a week. Love you. And seven. she expect me to care about all seven of them like she do. They're all individuals. Hey, K-pop lovers, red flag. And I love them red all just the same. flag. Red flag. You're like number eight. If I rank you, you're like number eight. Look at that. See, replaced in my own household. I'm joking. We need some straightening. <laughs> straightening. <laughs> as, as JK know what straightening means. You saw Sugar in that, in that headband and the, the don't, fur Don't vest. even get me started on Sugar. I'm going to say the line and then I'm going to ruin my whole show. <laughs> Anyway, adios, people. Au revoir. Sayonara. How you say bye in Korea? You ain't a, you're not good. You, you, that's oh, how you know that's how to not, do it. You, ain't, you, you suck. You haven't even learned I'm, how to say bye in Korea. I have. I have learned anyway, how to say it, but I can't. I can't pronounce it right now. See y'all, people. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.